Anthony Castro. What's up? What's up, everybody? How's it going? As well as Tyler Hadley. You can hear him not see him this week. He's doing stuff behind the scenes, making this stuff work the way it does, making it stream. Uh, they can see oh, me for they can see me for now. Oh, can they? Oh my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> I can't see it. Um I'm trying to get rid of this pinned messages thing here. Um You got it? No, okay, I got it. All right, sorry. Some technical difficulties there. This is the Level With You show, a video game podcast that records live every Tuesday at around 5.30 or 5.45 o'clock on YouTube as well as Twitch. You can find it the following day, video on demand on YouTube or on the podcast streaming service of your choice. All right, so this week, the topic of the show is a look back at the seminal 1995 film Mortal Kombat. Maybe you've heard of it. Since we're such big fans of MK11 here at Level With You, we thought it might be fun to take a look back at the now 25-year-old film and see how it has aged. And it certainly <laughs> has done that. So that's back half of the show. First of all, we like to get the show started with a little bit of a catch-up, say what's up to each other, since we're not hanging out so much in person due to, you know, the pandemic. How's everything going, guys? Everything's going pretty good. Uh, same old, same old. Getting outside, doing some gardening, going paddling, you know, typical Yeah, stuff. you're like a, what do you call it, a renaissance man, doing a little bit of everything these days. <laughs> yeah, trying. Watching tons of anime, the usual. Cool. I saw you got, got out there with the paddleboard again. How you digging that? You digging you're happy with your purchase? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it's tons of fun. Uh, yeah, the river that we went to last weekend, Caitlin went one way on the paddleboard, then I came back on the paddleboard, and the wind was like really strong when I was paddling, and it was kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, it uh, shows some extreme level of balance to be able to do that from the somebody just watching it from afar. I, I don't know, is it is is it easier than it looks? Because to me, I feel like I'd be falling over. Um. I think it is easier than it looks. Um, it takes, I don't know, maybe like 10 minutes or so just to like get your bearing straight. Um, but once you get it after that, I mean, it's kind of just paddle away. Um, it's easier to maintain your balance as you're paddling. Um, I mean, once, like if you were to like stick the paddle in the water and paddle backwards while your momentum's going forward, I mean, that'll throw your balance off big time just because you're going one way and then you're put in pressure back the other way um as long as you kind of like keep forward momentum pretty easy yeah i guess it's probably not that hard it is essentially surfing for hippies <laughs> 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 and kenny how things going over there you had a few days without power tell us what that experience was like honestly um it was boring for the most part um was it dreadful not you know a little bit we had to toss out all the food in the refrigerator because they went bad pretty quickly. I'm glad that it wasn't a huge, you know, grocery shopping that we did do. Um, mm -hmm. But like I told my fiance, like, it was more dreadful the, you know, the fact that, you know, like the little conveniences that we take for granted, like a warm shower. Like it was ice, I had freezing, freezing showers and I wasn't, I'm not a person that likes to take a freezing cold shower. But losing the power, I'm used to it. I lived in the Republic for almost three years, and power would go out all the time. 
and you never knew when they come out and come back. So I was like, I was just smooth sailing, taking naps. You know, I, I think I napped throughout the most of it. <laughs> uh, at some point, napping just becomes sleeping. I don't know when, but yeah. uh, anyway. <laughs> so I thought you were out of water for a time too, or yeah, half a day, half a day, no water. And so okay. that was like, you know, I woke up, went outside. Neighbors were like, "Hey, you got water?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do." And you know, the fiance was like, "No, we don't." And I was like, "Oh, I just woke up, barely, barely scratched my eyes. I just went outside real quick just to see." If people were working on the street or not, and I was like, "Well, I guess we don't got water. I'm gonna go inside now." Um, that would be rough. I mean, that's no bathing. Well, obviously, you're not cooking anyway. I was like, "No pasta." <laughs> yeah, but good thing was it by the time I woke up, like around ten, like the the water was back within an hour, so it wasn't it didn't take too long. Um, okay. So you know, it, and yes, we got Sky in the in the in the chat asking if it was the whole street. It was like about like two blocks, you know, two blocks like directly around me that had no power. And then when you went into the main road, it was like at least 10 streets, you know, side by side that had no power that I, that I know of for sure. Like in just my little area of the, of the city. It was pretty widespread. I mean, we had mm -hmm. several people that couldn't work remotely um, who were, asked to either come into the office or use sick time um or not sick time vacation time i was like just let me use some sick time but anyway um it definitely was the most interesting weather thing to happen in a while i know it, i know it was a big pain in the ass for a lot of people but uh we luckily didn't get too much of it out here it was very windy uh very sort of spooky should we get in the basement there's a tornado warning type of thing but everything we lucked out so sorry that you had to deal with that but sounds like you're no worse for wear yeah and you know i can say that at least you know the it's been my week's been improving and i can't wait to look forward to eight more days for my birthday eight more days for your birthday okay thanks for the reminder yeah, and that's the big two nine right yeah, 29. About ahead of my last year, the 20s. I just wrapped mine up. I turned 30 on July 28th. I missed the show that week, or actually, everybody missed the show. We took one off. But so <laughs> far, the uh, fourth decade ain't so bad. Not bad, not bad. Okay, so uh, before we get into the games we've been playing, does anybody want to ask me about how I'm doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. How are, how are you, how are you how doing, Wiley? So are you still alive? How is Elena? Uh, how's your roommate? How's your house? How's the kitties? Uh, how are you? Oh, thanks for asking. <laughs> um, they are all doing pretty good. I spoke with Elena earlier. Some exciting things happening at her job. Uh, oh, yeah. A... I heard they were opening up a new store. They are. Ooh. She had some um, discussions today with upper management and it seems like it went well so she was in a good mood when i talked with her earlier and that was nice roommates out on a a, a beach day somewhere meeting up with a friend he hasn't seen in a long time i guess and kitties are very lazy today not not so mm -hmm. active which i don't like to see i like them to be running around and you know jumping on each other and i like having to hey hey 
stab it because that that shows that they've at least got some energy um but they've been kind of slouchy today and pepper's getting a little wide in the back which i gotta put a stop to gotta get him a little exercise machine or something but yeah that brings about that's about it i've been going on bike rides every day like eight to twelve miles and that's been such a that's like where i do my thinking it's when i i don't listen to anything although i did just buy an armband so maybe i could start um listening because i'm wearing basketball shorts and i don't bring my phone with me i just have my watch so i can keep time but yeah that's been a ton of fun how are those uh those other bands treating you oh the bands resistance bands Bro, I, I I honestly been slacking with them. I, I the only thing I know how to do is just a standard, <laughs> like a standard bicep curl. And I've been meaning to get get on it and get in YouTube and get a new routine going. But I still got them. They're right over there in the corner. Thanks for the reminder. Maybe I'll hit it, hit them up after the show. Do it. Yeah, you could you could, you, you could you try can... doing the you know. From the sides, you know. I have okay. I've done a little bit of that. I've I've like done the very common sense, like what would you do with rubber bands? But apparently, there's like three hundred to five hundred different exercises you can do with them. So oh yeah, and, and there's so many. I'll you, you let you know a, next a, week. Hopefully, I'll have a better answer for you. You can do a uh, live stream of a workout. Ooh, that is a scary hey, idea. Get, get your short shorts, your uh, headband. <laughs> Your wristbands. Maybe that'll be the second half of the show next week. Just be like, you guys can peace out. I'll just get into the spandex and <laughs> uh, let it loose. There you go. All right. If you didn't know, this is a weekly video game podcast where two, sometimes three, sometimes four friends get together and talk about, you guessed it, video games. And this week is no different. We've got the new Fall Guys, the game everybody's talk about, talking about to, to talk about. <laughs> I still haven't won. Uh, I platinumed Ghost of Tsushima, so I want to give a quick update on that as well as let people know about the video reflection that you can find on our YouTube channel. I'm almost through the kill a kill if um, story mode. Kenny and Tyler have been killing it in Rogue Company. Apparently they won like 20 games in a row, something like that. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's about it. So why don't we start off with the game that has taken the internet by storm even though it's run into a myriad of server issues and disconnects and people not being able to stay in their games, people are suffering through it because they're having a fun time with Fall Guys. Tyler and I, we played this for a couple hours the other day. I was kind of trash when we were playing. I wasn't really trying so hard. He was carrying us <laughs> Although he went to the final round like every time, and I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't quite qualify on the first one. <laughs> it happens. But... So what do you think of it, Tyler? Do you think this is a game that has legs, or is it just a flavor of the week? Uh, when I first when I first started playing it, I thought it could have potential, um, but I think it is kind of just like a flavor of the week. Um, I, I can see people going back to it when it gets new updates and new new games and things like that. But I don't know. For me, it's already kind of getting stale. So. Uh, like it's it's not like it it's not like it was. People are comparing it to like a Rocket League, but to, for me, it's like man, Rocket League had like so much more to it. Like you could really like practice and get good. Where 
I feel like there's like a ceiling to like how good you can actually get at Fall Guys. Um, mm. Like, like yeah, people are good at it, but it's not like I don't know. Probably like a ten-year-old could probably get really good at it, <laughs> whereas like a ten-year-old might not be able to have the same I don't know mindset to like get really good at like a Rocket League. Maybe, maybe. Although I've seen a really cute video of a five-year-old that was like slaying in Warzone. Do you guys see that? No. He was like playing with his dad, and every time he gets a kill, he's like, "Down, dumb, down, dumb," <laughs> and he's just nasty at the game. Down. Uh, but for those that don't know what Fall Guys is, it's, it's sort of a battle royale meets Mario Party type of thing where you start off with sixty players, and it's a Part of a simplistic obstacle course run, and something like 43 of you, 42 of you, make it onto the next round by getting to the finish line first. Then they start feeling a little bit more like traditional uh, video game mini games, and I think to varying degrees of fun. Uh, there's a couple. Then after you get through the second round, there's a team-based one, which can feel a little bit uh, like luck of the draw because your teammates might just not be very good, even though you're trying to in a sense carry them and it's there's some like the one where you have to get the ball into your part of the uh map like there's three segments and you're trying to get the most in in your segment of the map that feels so luck based to me yeah the team games is like you know, where you can really get with the team games you can really get screwed i feel like because you bad eggs on your team can ruin the whole uh round for you and then you gotta start right. all over yeah, exactly. Um, one thing I think the game does well is got like it's. You could tell that they had. They wanted this game to be a hit, like from the get go, because right off the bat, it has a season pass, it has unlockables, it has some, you know, cute things to dress up your sort of minion-shaped character, and um, I think it succeeds in its its charm and its colorfulness, and the skins are pretty fun, and I think that the visual uh, style is appealing i think that it's pretty comical like i definitely see why it took off and i as far as if i think it's going to have legs I, I think you're right on the money tyler is that it all depends on how what kind of support it gets hopefully they have a few mini games just already in the pipeline and just like you know drop them on the twitter account and you know it, they don't you don't have to wait yeah. like for season two type of thing i think they're gonna need to bring out an update then like like within the next month probably there, mm -hmm. needs, to be, there, there needs to be something to so that people don't get tired of it yep yep i'd agree with that all right moving on kenny we've been playing or you've been playing call of duty warzone as per usual but you actually have something new to say about it since season five is upon you tell us what you're thinking so far so far you know i think it's it just added like a little extra like a, just a small a section you know it took what was there and was unaccessible which was stadium and allowed you to open the doors allowed you to jump in from the top they blew the top off and you know it gives a not really too much of a unique sense to it like you know um you drop in there's two helicopters inside a stadium right away um so most people um when they're hot when people hot drop stadiums you want to be one of those first people to grab a helicopter because honestly it's 
it's a field day from there. You just start flying and you can most likely take out three to three to five people that are still in the air with just uh, the helicopter blades. Well, that's kind of fun. Um, yeah, that's that's definitely fun. I actually was able to take out three people with a helicopter inside of, right in the middle of the stadium. Cool. And not even they weren't even flying. I, I mean, I just came by with the blades just at an angle, took them out. Um, then other than that, I have really haven't figured out what's the point of the train. They have a train that now rolls through the map. Um, Can you hitch a ride? Yeah, you hop on it. You could just as it's rolling through. But it's like it's almost like if you're on it. What I've been doing is like if I hear if I know the train's coming, I'm like I'm already with if I have a sniper, I'm already looking at it to see if somebody's on it. I already downed like two, three people that's been on it. So it's like you're giving me just a slightly slow moving target, especially if you're crouched and not knowing that I'm aiming at you. Like, I'm, can you hide in the carts so people can't hit you? There really isn't too many carts. You could try to hide before behind some boxes and things like that, but you're you're practically an open target for me, and. Yeah. But I, what I have found is that I'm still getting used to some of the gun variations they've dropped that you can find in boxes and just find laying around. Mm-hmm. You know, they took one gun I really liked in season four, and I feel like they nerfed it a bit. Like the 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 sight that they gave it, and to the one they took away and they gave it is kind of a big downgrade. Mm. So that that makes a big difference. And just some of the other ones, you know, they got some cool names to them, but I'm still not used to the 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 new guns that are dropping around. So I've been seeing a lot of a lot of my matches and slightly quickly. Um, also, my teammates haven't been that great that I've been playing with. Called out, yeah, man. I gotta, I gotta. I think I had the other <laughs> night. The other night I made it, and we were top ten of the team of the duels, right? And then when we died, the screen came up, and I had eleven kills. And my teammate had one. So, so I was like, you gotta put I was him on like, your back, Kenny. My back hurts, man. My back hurts. You hear me? I willed, my, I willed my way to 35 wins, and it's that's been tough. Some of those have been just sweaty molds. You know, palms Damn. sweating, going going crazy. I've had a couple matches where I feel like you know, I've been robbed. I actually got robbed already in season five. There was two matches that came in second place. And it was just shit of the draw like i thought i had the drop and it was a 2v1 in the last circle and it just didn't play out in my in my in my in my area you know it went in their favor so it, it happens <laughs> um i'm just laughing at something that i read in the chat not anything <laughs> you said but no, uh no. so let's see here call of duty warzone season five i gotta say that the fact that the stadium are open and that there's a train rolling through doesn't seem like too much of a big change are there other cool things that they've introduced to the regular multiplayer or you're not sure um they i think they added some new maps to the regular multiplayer they added um i believe it was two new maps they've added new guns like i said like new gun um loadouts that you could unlock and add to your guys okay they added a new operator i think one or two new operators and just just in general, I think they did add like a mini Royale, which I've enjoyed so far. So it's just a condensed part of the. So instead of dropping at like regular Royale, it's 78 people max and you drop almost like the third circle in. That sounds so much better to me because <laughs> those so matches it, are so long, man. I can't so believe you got 35 wins. Oh, yeah, man. It's much quicker. 
uh, man, these 35 wins, Wiley, man, sometimes it feels like a grind. You know, I've, I've won them in all kinds of ways. I've won them high kill counts, low kill counts, mid of the pack, you know. Ever no kills? Um, no, no. Because you know what? I, I can attest that I can be slightly thirsty. And I if I hear bullets, I'm running for it. So, you know, like I, I'm, I'm always ready to third party a, a fight. Like if two, if two teams are going at it, I'm ready to go in there and take advantage of people. Just the franticness of two, of two squads fighting each other. Nice. Well, sounds like a pretty standard seasonal update and people continue to be happy with the game. There was some news that came out recently that Warzone is going to be supported for upcoming Call of Duty games. So they're not going to just drop it like they did with Blackout for Call, Ops, or Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Uh, the new heavily rumored Call of Duty game is going to be called Call of Duty uh, Black Ops uh, Cold War. Or yeah, Black Ops Cold War, I think, is the most heavily reported rumor but we'll see i think this is the longest that they've gone without revealing next year's call of duty in, in a decade and i don't know maybe it's because of covid maybe it's strategy of marketing it along with the next gen consoles but we know it's coming and we'll be right here to talk about it and yeah sky in the chat asks what's the weather like over here it is damn hot we are in the middle of a heat wave <laughs> yeah it's gross out today um, it's pretty much been 90 degrees plus for several days in a row now. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it, man. I'm like, pretty much the only time I go outside is for my like hour long bike ride every day. And <laughs> it's keeping me tan. And people think that I'm like outside doing stuff all the time. It's like, no, I just ride my bike with a tank top every day. <laughs> <laughs> you got to You got to come join us for some basketball. Next time I get Tyler out there. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, still doing social distancing despite <laughs> some folks not adhering so strictly anymore. All righty. So next game on the list that we're gonna talk about, and uh, I guess it should be Rogue Company because then we can let Tyler hop off because you guys had uh, a big winning streak the other night. This is the new four-player squad tactical third-person shooter which we talked about a little bit on last week's show any any updated thoughts tyler or kenny are you still feeling it any just just let me know tell me yeah i, I still like it a lot um i'm starting to experiment a little bit more with some other characters um i definitely have like my main though i always go with dallas who his special ability is uh intel uh see it highlights the closest enemy to you so you can see him kind of in like a red outline, like through buildings and stuff like that. Um, so you can Sounds kind of very handy. You can anticipate where they might be coming from or where they are, um, and it reveals them for the entire team. And I just like like his his weapons. Um, his grenades are kind of booty, but um, overall, I think he's a cool character. And then I've been messing around with with the medic uh, saint a little bit as well. Um, and I'm trying to save up my, my reputation, which is kind of like the in-game currency. Uh, once you get, if you get 5,000, you can un unlock a couple different characters. When you get 10,000, you can unlock a few other characters. And I think there's one or two characters that cost 15,000. Uh, but it takes quite a bit of time to actually like get that, those, that reputation. Mm, okay. They have, they have daily contracts, but it, they take like 
it's not like every day they renew like for one con you have, you can hold up to three contracts and then once you complete a contract then it takes like six hours to get a new one and and they don't all redo at the same time you only get one new contract every six hours huh okay and the con and can you any uh or we're not done tyler i was just gonna say the contracts are things like uh do this much like do ten thousand damage or twenty five hundred damage in headshots or win five matches and stuff like that. Gotcha. So another word for bounty. Uh so Rogue Company, if people are interested, is an early access game right now. Uh you can buy three different versions of it. One's fifteen bucks, one's thirty bucks, and one's sixty bucks. And seems like the thirty Gets you all the characters. Did you you guys both went the, with the fourteen ninety nine one? Yeah, the cheap one. Yes, sir. I got and it so, for. I, got, I, had a, I had a coupon, an epic coupon, so I only paid five dollars. Nice. Hmm. So, have you been? You said it's a grind to unlock those other six characters. Yeah, yeah I mean, because I haven't even unlocked a, a single new character, just because I was saving up for ten thousand to unlock somebody else. Oh wow. Gotcha. I think I'm like level 22 or something like that now. That's another thing too is like when you the only way to get a reputation you get about like between between 75 and 150 reputation each match, um, and the only other way to get reputation is by completing those contracts. Uh, you don't get any like I don't really understand the whole like leveling system because you don't really unlock anything for leveling up. I don't really get mm. it. Well, maybe that'll change once it becomes free to play, which is what the their goal is to be by the end of the year. So this is sort of getting on the ground floor yeah, type I mean, of thing. It would be great if they kind of implemented something like how Overwatch did with like their loot boxes. I liked their loot box after like every single or every time you leveled up, you got a loot box. Loot boxes are a thing of the past now, man. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> call it call it something else. <laughs> yeah, but I want skins and things. I want to buy them. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a game that is like very skin. Uh, seems like all people care about these days is skins as unlockables. So cool. Yeah. Any any more thoughts from you, Kenny, on Rogue Company or? I I honestly I I will say if I didn't say this before that the game has surprised me. I went with the lower lower tiered one because I was like, hey, I don't think it's a game I'm really going to be playing. I don't know if it's a game that I'm actually even going to like. And to my surprise, I've been enjoying it every single time we play. And we were killing it the other night. Like, Tyler already has his main. I have my main, which is a very aggressive um, character, Dima, who has his um, cluster grenades and just an assortment of, of you know, other grenades so he has the cluster and the regular grenade and i go into my assault rifle so i'm just pure dealing damage for me um so the, i'm i'm in general shock that i even like it as much as it, as i do you know so i recommend well, I it to everybody jump in at 15 if you can get a discount like like tyler did go for it um i actually personally i am attempting to get a code for you, Wiley, on Xbox. I will let, I'll update you further in about three days if I get that. Okay, that'd be neat. 
through the ambassadors program. So they're, you know, offering 20 to uh, 20, uh, 20 codes to 20 ambassadors. I put in some sweet state tickets for it. So we'll see if I get it. If I do, it's the $30 one and I'll be sending you that code so you could join us. Hell yeah, that would be much appreciated. Although you're t- you're telling 20, 20 you're telling people. me Wiley's gonna be able to unlock all the characters, or we're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll be fun, right? All right, so Tyler, before you hop off, when we jump into our Mortal Kombat discussion, I platinumed Ghost of Tsushima, and instead yeah, of yeah. just me yeah. blabbing. Speaking, speaking of, I actually have the photo that you shared. It's now on stream. Oh. So tell us about this photo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't tell you too much about it because it's a spoiler if you don't know the uh, ongoings of later on in Act 2. But I I knew that one of them was to play your flute, play a certain song at a friend's grave. Um, And that was the trophy I wanted to save for last. I had this picture in my mind and it worked out. (laughs) I I shared it on Facebook on one of my groups and it got like 130 likes which is like unprecedented for me so um that's the story behind the silly picture in the underwear but um i had a lot of fun really just clearing up the the rest of the map and i during act three there was just two or three days where i didn't touch the story i was just going across the encampments which can get a little tedious um I think I, I remark in the review, which you can find on the YouTube channel now, that I think it doesn't do a great job sometime of telling you where like the last Shimono banner or the last enemies are in your camp. Sometimes you won't get the notification challenge remaining enemies by hitting up on the D-pad, and you're just kind of like, no Mongols here. Yeah, I noticed that a couple no times Mongols too when there. I was playing. It like glitched out and like wouldn't show me where the last thing was that I needed. Yeah, yeah, that kind of got to be a little frustrating, but. For the most part, felt good just to clear out the whole map. Once you do liberate a an island completely, Tyler, I don't know if you know this, but it, it, the, the map completely fogs, like goes away. So you're able to see all types, all the question marks and all the duels or the shrines, and that makes everything really easy. I think that if you're a fan of the game and you, and you like getting trophies, that this is definitely a great one to go for because the fast travel in this game is the best in its class. Any open world game I've seen, you'd never see it above 10 seconds. Usually it's like five. So that made it very painless. And yeah, and I'm a little bit bummed that it's, that it's over is I don't think it's my game of the year so far, but it's definitely in the top three and in the discussion. But um, now I got that platinum itch again, and <laughs> Kenny was texting us about the <laughs> what? What made you made me put in Bloodborne last night? Um, the game you're gonna review later on this month. Oh yeah, Mortal Shell. That's the next game that I plan on diving deep into, and hopefully can review up on the channel. Uh, it's another Souls-like game from a new studio that looks pretty darn interesting so hopefully it turns out well that comes out august 18th we'll have more thought oh it actually comes out one week from today very cool mm-hmm. <sighs> all right i also um jumped into shantae and the pirate's curse on xbox game pass anthony's a big fan of the series and i'm a few hours in right now and so far so pretty good i would say um i really like the game how how shantae feels I think it's very snappy. It's very responsive. Um, 
some of the exploration and backtracking gets a little repetitive for me and is not been satisfying yet in a metroidvania type of way like i'm waiting for more power-ups to make traversal more exciting um but mostly positive and i'm only a few hours in so i don't want to say too much but i am that's kind of been my main single player game since uh i finished ghost was shantae so more thoughts on that next week um all right kenny anything else before we conclude the what we've been playing half of the show no, no. I think that's about it for me. I haven't really tried anything new. I'm waiting for next week so I could try out Battletoads on Game Pass. Ah, uh, yes. What's the release date on that? Um, I believe it's next Tuesday. I believe it's the 18th. And it'll be available right away on Game Pass. I just searched Battletoads release date and it said June 1st, 1991. <laughs> <laughs> it's the game. Um, right now I'm August twentieth. Oh, August twentieth. Yep. So the twentieth. My bad. Two gotcha. days off. All right, Tyler. Well, thanks for joining us for the first half of the show. Me and Kenny got some mortal things that we need to discuss. Oh boy, you guys have fun. <laughs> All right, thanks. So, as part of the new format of the Level with You show, we have a new topic of discussion each week that we think is a little bit more entertaining and fun than just running down the news stories, which so many other podcasts do. Although, RIP, cruising for a news, and maybe you'll be back in some other iteration someday. But we did a little watch party last night in the Discord, uh, in the Discord general discussion area where we <laughs> were all watching starting at 7 p.m. last night. Almost 7 p.m. sharp. We had like a couple minutes where Kenny was trying to figure out if he could stream it for everybody in the Discord. And unfortunately, they caught on to that and it's like built in to block Netflix. So I guess we should have seen that coming or tested it out beforehand, but it was fun. Thanks for those that did join us and kept the chat active, made definitely the experience more fun and more tolerable because, mm -hmm. damn, this movie was, I don't want to say, terrible uh i don't even want to say necessarily bad but it was certainly not good and this is actually as a mortal kombat game fan embarrassing to admit and i've never even told kenny until yesterday that i had not seen the movie before <laughs> so kenny i think you've probably seen it like multiple times you're like, oh, like you at least like 12 times at this <laughs> okay so kenny's a big on the mk lore if i ever have a question about like who killed who again or like who's whose mom is she he, he's got the answer right off the bat so um he's more of the mk expert and he's been with the series for a long time i kind of just hopped in with mortal kombat 11 but uh so this movie came out in 1995 got a sequel annihilation maybe we'll have a part two discussion some other point but Ooh. um I hear that one's pretty rough. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, so I want to know what your thoughts on the movie are as a whole, as somebody that's watched it many times throughout their life, probably as a kid and as a, now as an adult, and what it means to you. Um, for me, I still have. I still look at watch it fondly. I know what it is. It wasn't. It was a movie where at a point where people weren't really making video game movies and even at that one they tried it weren't they weren't great and it was good at, and when it came out 
So I, whenever I watch it, I remember what other time frame that it came out. So I still don't critique it too badly. Um, and it was, it was, you know, it wasn't too bad as you as you watched it. And we had the grim, the grim rocker. Actually, what I believe, no, he didn't watch it with us. We had the great wild card watching, um, alongside. Yeah, he was there the whole time. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. And Anthony watched it with us, but he's sick, so hopefully he feels better. Um. It has these moments that you're like, you chuckle and you're like, wow, that is cringy. And you're like, but it, it's MK. MK has cringy moments in the video games. It has its moments that you're like, really? So it almost just fits in with what the video game is. At one point in time, the video game had the babalities where you turn characters into babies after you beat them in a match. Sure. I, I think that the game, I think that the movie, um, in some aspects, does create or does capture the spirit of the games. Um, I think, in the best way, is in the set design of the island, and the some of the set pieces around the fights. Like my personal highlight of the film, from an action standpoint, is when Johnny Cage is fighting uh, Scorpion on all the when there it's like it look, all the wooden rafters everywhere with mm-hmm. cobwebs and everything. That looks very cool. Um, and you mentioned that there's the neat tower throwback towards the end of the film. Uh, you know, Goro's dining hall looked legit. Yeah. I think, I think from a, a visual standpoint, uh, besides maybe some of the costumes which have not aged well, uh, <laughs> I, th- I think it look it looks good, and that was my most positive thing that I can say about it because I thought that the the acting was very just cheesy and and melodramatic and you know it has some really cringe lines like some of them that were so bad that they were funny like raiden definitely had a few of those one that one that i wrote down is when they're on the boat um kind of towards the beginning of the movie where they're on their way to the island and he says the fate of billions depends on you (laughs) (laughs) that 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 laugh of his bed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Real he, does like, <laughs> he does it like three times he, he, he thinks he's a funny dude um <laughs> like there's yeah. that remember, remember that part when he's like what are you going to do about them and points to a bunch more of people with like axes and stuff and then he's like ah 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 <laughs> i don't know he just like he said start a second career as like lightning god stand up comic, I think that that's really his dream. Well, he was telling jokes to the uh, to his other god brothers that they weren't finding it too funny. He's like, my mortals, they'll enjoy these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, true. That part was all right. Um, as far as like the portrayals of the characters, some of them were spot on. Like Liu Kang, pretty much was perfect. Uh, is despite the fact that he, you know, has some pretty cringe acting moments especially yeah. when he's t- talking to chan at the end when he's like you just saw shang soon turn into him how are you even considering that this is chan <laughs> yeah like he, he turned into him in front of you you didn't take the eyes <laughs> off of him or anything and turned into chan like you're like it's you chan like <laughs> what yeah but i mean his hair was a highlight of the movie for sure that thing that stuff's that that stuff I think I think the best portrayals were Shang Tsung and Johnny Cage. Yeah, you like Johnny Cage? 
I like Johnny Cage. Yeah, you know? I thought he. I th- I was surprised that he was more reserved and believable than mm-hmm. he is in the games. In the games, he's like, oh, so over the top now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. At that point in time, he wasn't so over the top in the video games. He was still like just his action movie star, you know, in the first couple, and you know, very showy, very kind of like you know thinks he's the shit and. I think one of my favorite parts that kind of encompasses who Johnny is is that, and like it, it felt like you know very very in with the movie as cringy it might have been like at the end of the fight with with Scorpion that picture of his falls that's signed by him. Okay. So there's, yeah. There's a picture like to 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 my fan by Johnny Cage that starts burning up right after the fight with Scorpion. I'm like that's mm-hmm. like such a Johnny Cage thing to happen. You know, it's like he he hit him with a fatality. And then the picture just falls by by Scorpion's body. It, that's how it visually it goes off in my head, even though it doesn't happen in the movie. The picture just falls randomly and it starts burning. I'm like, that's such a Johnny Cage thing to do. Yeah, it had some moments that definitely were like that. Really felt like MK, and that that was one of them. Uh, I think they went a little over the top with some of the game references at times, with like. Fatality. Get it? Mm. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> and flawless victory. I mean, you, whoever the actor that plays Shang Tsung, do you know his name? No, I don't. Okay, well, he really hams it up. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Had Shang Tsung been in the games before uh, this movie came out? I believe he was in at, in two at least. I'm trying to remember. One had a smaller roster, and I'm not. I don't think he was in one, but I'm pretty oh. sure he was in part two. Okay. Um, I'm looking it up. Sorry for the little bit of a pregnant pause here, but this is seeing that. Uh, this is saying he actually was in the first game. I don't know if he was playable. He was. Um, he might have been in the tower as a as a character you went against, but I maybe. can't remember because I think the first game had like eight playable characters. Correct. Something mm-hmm. small like that. Yep, yep. And he was voiced by Ed Boon in the original Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Ed Boon did a lot of voice acting in the original one. I oh, I guess he, he probably did all of them. <laughs> well, not all of them, but I know he did. So he did Sanchez. I know he was the some of those noises like oop. Like a lot of those were like Ed Boon. Pretty sure he did get get over here too, right? Yep, he did get over here. Um, so let's see other aspects of the film to touch on. Um, so worst portrayal. Oh, I didn't actually say who I thought the best. I said, Liu Kang, he, he was really good. I, I was really kind of surprised at how limited and, uh, characterless that Sub-Zero and Scorpion were. Both yep. of them are sort of just, uh, avatars for Shang Tsung's bidding and, mm-hmm. you know, after what playing through the MK11 storyline and how badass each of those actors that plays them are, and they really bring life to them, I I was like, huh. I guess these guys really were kind of afterthoughts as far as the story goes in this game. Um, and worst portrayal, I got to give that to, I guess Goro. I <laughs> Goro. It, you know what? It was tough. The Goro is tough to watch, and the Goro is always my, my toughest thing to watch. Between Goro and I feel like just sometimes Kano, 
I, I understand Kano. Kano is like this scoundrel, you know, who kind of does everything in like backdoor dealing. He's gonna, he'll rather stab you in the back than fight you straight up, right? But yep. damn, I, some, I felt like he was such a chump. Major you know? chump, major chump, and he totally gets owned by Sonya in one of the games or one like, of the movies middling fights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty right. Weird. It was so quick. Like Sonya, Sonya beat him quick. Like I'm like, so this is Sonya's been chasing after this dude, and she beats him how quickly? Like why didn't you kill him months ago? Yeah, that that was pretty weak sauce. Um, the fights did get better as the movie went along. I, I noticed. I was like. Like I, d- I said, the one Johnny Cage one was all right. The the last one where it was Shang Tsung versus Liu Kang, that was pretty good. The Liu um, Kang and Reptile one was pretty good as well. Um, and the out, and the out oh, right. Yeah, yep. True, true. I was like, Reptile was the worst CG I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, until he, ho- until he hopped into that vessel and then turned into the Reptile we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. And then... He hit him. He hit Reptile with the with the well known bicycle kick that we all know. Oh yeah, I was so happy when that had that, that was a great like. I was wondering, is, are they gonna do the bicycle kick? Are they gonna do it? And and sure enough, they did it. The um, one I wish they would have done is the side the the sideways kick, like the sideways missile kick that Luke Kang has. Oh yes, the the move that I love to spam. No, hey people, sure. people love to spam that one all across the globe. Mm-hmm. And then especially in MK11, when you hit R1 and could amplify it and do a backflip. Yep. Um, so we know that there's a new Mortal Kombat movie coming in 2021. What do we want to see that this movie lacked? What do we want to have it retain from this one, if anything? I want to. I want to hear from you, Kenny. I think it definitely. You know, this movie definitely got wrong. The fact that it, the two, one, the one of the two main story background storylines to the tournament is always Sub Sub Zero and Scorpion's hate for each other, and that was left out as a back burner, right? The fact that Sub Zero kills all of Scorpion's family and tribe, you know, that needs to be put out there. You know, it it, it adds to the lore. Um, so I think. It'll be tough. I think they need to look at the movie as like a, as a trilogy. There's so much lore to be packed in. Mm, yeah, for sure. It, it's it, hard to fit it all in one. Definitely. Oh, too much. Too much to fit into one movie. Um, and we all know that it doesn't get resolved in just one tournament. So that is that's fine by me. They could they could start they could set up some of the conflicts that we'll see across the trilogy. But mm-hmm. they need to treat it as in their head, like this is gonna be a trilogy. We can't get everything. We can't jam pack everything into one movie. Um, another thing is, you know, we know Kun Lao is not, you know, the ancestor to Luke Kang. They where in this movie they portrayed him. Or they we didn't see Kung Lao because Luke Kang was his descendant, right? Yeah, that threw me off. What's up with that? Yeah, I think it was just a little scapegoat thing, you know, they couldn't have, because in a way, Kung Lao and Liu Kang are both here, like, you know, the are like semi-chosen ones, it's just that one loses his life before the other, or one loses the fight before the other, um, gets gotcha. to win, win, so. So I don't think that's canon, right? No, no, no. No, for sure. 
Um, and then, of course, it needs to be a little bit more brutal. I mean, this movie's rated PG-13, doesn't have any sort of the fatalities or the sort of menacing tone that I think you get from the later MK games. Uh, of course, can't go quite as far as they do in the games or else people would probably get sick in the theater. But <laughs> um, they definitely need to up the ante there. And I've been reading some stuff that they did not hold back that somebody on set actually did get sick or something watching one of them. Um, <laughs> so I think they're headed in the right direction as far as that goes. Hopefully we can make Mortal Kombat controversial again in some way. Um, Hopefully. Yeah, so I think that you make a good point about uh, there is so much lore here that it's going to be very tough to put it all in one game. I mean, it's it's super hard to fit into one story mode. I, I'm kind of lost from a story story perspective, even <laughs> playing MK9 through 11. But I'm curious, what do you think they go for as far as telling a new story? Do they go back to the old, go to the island and start, you know, the 10th the fight out of whatever to protect Earthrealm? Does it have to be kind of a traditional origin story like that or I, I would believe so. I think if you wanna you wanna set up everything, um you definitely have to go that route, you know, you'll everything everything starts from the from that point. Everything unravels from that tenth tournament, you know, to to save Earth Earth from and it spiral and it spirals from there after the after they win the tournament and you know, then you have Quan Chi, and then you have Shang Tsung, you know, Shao Kahn, all these people just dealing in the backgrounds, trying to trying to get through, get their get their objectives through, even though losing the tournament hindered all of that. So you have a lot of background characters who could play focal points. Like the first movie could just be set up where Shang Tsung is this, you know, because of the tournament, is the main protagonist. And then we can move on to Quan Chi for the next one. And ultimately end it with a trilogy with Shao Kahn. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I see, see where you're going there. Um, I wonder if they do something and kind of just totally flip the script like they did in MK11. Um, or, you know, I, I think that most people are satisfied with the direction they took with MK9, the reboot that came out back in 2011, I want to say. Maybe. Yep. And uh, that kind of flipped things on its head in a way that I don't 100% recall, but it was sort of a retelling of the original uh, MK1, MK2 story, which, you know, is told through victory screens and leaves a lot to the interpretation to the player. No. And then that one, if I remember correctly, MK9, what it did was it kind of reset the timeline. Um, so that's why we had Liu Kang still alive in MK11 instead of him dying um, like he normally did, I think, by MK3. Um, and was resurrected as a zombie in Armageddon. Right, like right. Okay, I've heard about this, man. It's such a... There's so much, man. There's... Yeah, so that was what happened, I think, once Ed Boon and Netherrealm netherrealm studios were able to regain just some semblance of just the storytelling and said you know what let's just bring back to square one reboot it but then they were like let's not act like everything that we did up until now was for nothing let's treat it like raiden's going back in time and just rebooting the store the the this you know the timeline 
And that's right. how that's what we get with nine. Raiden goes back, saves Luke King, and Luke King never fights Raiden. Raiden doesn't have to kill Luke King, things like that. Okay, yeah, thanks for the refresher there. That definitely rings a bell. And that was a nice smart way to do it, just without, you know, decanonizing everything. Just there's a multiverse. Duh. Yep. Nope. <clears throat> Alrighty. And I want to see if I can find uh when that movie is actually coming out and if it has a release date. Yeah, I think from what I last read was it's sometime summer of twenty twenty one, but no no expected release date yet. So I'm seeing here on the Wikipedia that it's actually January fifteenth, twenty twenty one, which is oh. not too far away actually. So I feel like that's going to get delayed. Um, I believe so. Yeah, for sure. I'm thinking springtime because that's still winter. I'm thinking with spring, spring or, or late spring or early summer of 2021. Mm-hmm. I would say the delay will push it to. Yep, and you can go on the IMDb, check out who they recasted. Looks like they're doing a pretty good job so far, from what I've gathered. Um, wonder if we'll be seeing any familiar faces or not. I'm looking at who Shang Sun is. It's by some guy named Chin Han. I actually believe Jax was on a... I think Jax, who, who they got playing Jax, it was actually in the True Blood series for, for HBO. Don't quote oh, me. Okay. I like that show a lot. I believe Didn't quite finish was. it. Let me bring up the IMDb just to double check. But if I remember the casting correctly, that is who was playing Jax. Mikad Brooks. Yep. Mikad Brooks was in True Blood. In the later in the later season of True Blood. And he was in a W Yep, he's in Supergirl as well for the CW. Okay. Yep. He's I th- I thought that was a good casting. You know, he's well well toned, nice build to him. So, you know, you need somebody with a nice build for Jax. For all and, the characters. Uh, oh yeah, for exactly for all the characters. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, they and you could tell by looking at the cast list, they're not whitewashing the cast for the most part. Um, yes, you know, I was actually because I hadn't seen the film before, and I said in the chat right when Raiden came out, I'm like, Raiden's white. What's up with that? Like all these Buddhist monks bowing to this white man. I mean, he he did all right in the in the in the movie, but I'm looking at who's playing him in the next film and yeah that that looks like raiden to me exactly all right so i think that that wraps up our mortal Kombat discussion so far i mean I, I i appreciate your nostalgia for it and i can look back and appreciate some of the things that it did well for its time uh i definitely think that it, it had its heart in the right place and that they cared about the source material uh to varying degrees of success so anyway um that's going to almost wrap up the show. There's just a couple things, Kenny, and somebody mentioned at the chat that are related to Xbox that I wanted to briefly touch upon. Um, we learned earlier today that Halo Infinite is going to be delayed into 2021, no set date. Um, how do you feel? How sad are you? I, not not too sad. I think we talked about it, that it definitely needed the delay. I think it was inevitable that it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, just glad that they decided not to try and rush the product out and instead of, you know, in fear that they needed to get Halo out this year. And at least they're like, you know, let's push it back. Let's give a complete product. 
if we're trying to do if we're trying to do it right, then that's take some time on it. So I'd rather them do that than to rush it. And at yep. this point in time, I, I'm I'm assuming that almost AAA games are being pushed back due to COVID. So for them to I like take this long to even just say it, you know, kind of shocked me. You know how how it's so close to like you know it's only three months away. It's been advertised as a launch title for so long, mm-hmm. and they were like, it's gonna launch with the Xbox. It's just gonna be like the original. Yeah. Um, so Tyler's I think back, everybody. From that, from that standpoint, hey, what's up, Tyler? Just... <laughs> I think it's gonna kill. We're just talking the Xbox. Briefly ab- Sorry, what? I think it's gonna kill the Xbox. Do Do you? No, it's not gonna kill the Xbox, but. I think PlayStation won now. I think that guarantees yeah. a PlayStation win. I don't think that that guarantees a PlayStation win I, because the, the way I look at it is that we have to look back at how hey, that the different formats of launch, right? So PlayStation is going full on next gen, like you know we're going to next gen, get on the wagon or get left behind type type of deal, mm-hmm. and Xbox is going about their format of dropping it like, well, this is next gen, you could get on whenever you can. Or whenever you want to, um, so I don't think that Xbox expected to really sell a lot of units right or right or right out the gate. I think they're more ahead looking at the one the one year mark, the two year mark. Those are the those are where they're going to be looking at the comparison reports. I think they knew PS4 was the PS5 was going to out outwin like the the holiday season of launch, and there was no doubt about well... that. I don't know if if Halo had come out, I think that they would have wanted to at least compete in that space. But but at as it stands, I do agree with Tyler that it it is going to hurt them from a gotta have it for Christmas standpoint. Oh yeah, big time. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think you know they're doing good elsewhere though. You know, I think we'll have we have all these peripherals coming out for the our phones. You know, mobile games is such a huge thing nowadays. And being able to play your games not just at home but out and about, thanks to the Nintendo Switch, that for this holiday season, we already saw Razer already has licensed products that you'll be able to buy, so you could play XCloud on your phone, real comfortable without having to lug around an actual Xbox controller. So, those are those are big things. Kenny, you should join <clears throat> the podcast Unlocked, uh, which is IGN's Xbox podcast Facebook group. Okay, um, it's a pretty the group has its ups and downs. I think the Beyond one is quite a bit better, which is the PlayStation one, but that's because they're not constantly disappointed in first-party games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, So there was that little bit of news. There was the Series S controller being leaked uh, in robot white. What would you think of that? I, I like it. I like it. But it's at the, at the end of the day, the white controller, so I'm like, hmm. You know, uh, I'm all set with. It. I like my controllers having vibrant colors the, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can attest. I think gotta, my, gotta hide all that Cheeto my, dust. I have some is like a light blue one with like nice little colored, slightly, you know, black grips to it on top of on the face of it. I do love how they can you can customize a controller for the Xbox One. It's like eighty bucks to do that. It like it depends. There's add-ons to it, so it depends if you want to engrave your the gamer tag on it. If you want like the, these metallic colored grit, um triggers instead of the regular you know matte matte colors to it. Um, 
So there's customizations. It could range between, I think, 80 and the most 110, 120 the most. I know okay. I know. I was going to customize my little Level With You-themed controller and have that it be sick. You know, with the orange and green and just engrave my Level With You can at the bottom of it. And I hope PlayStation does something like that. Yeah, yeah that would be cool if they just straight up copied it. Speaking they're, of straight... They're whack. <laughs> Speaking of straight up copying, you, the, uh, one of the differences is that there's a share button now on the Xbox controller, which, fair enough. Uh, looks like it's got a little bit of a D-pad redesign and looks a little bit, I don't know, thicker maybe, a little bit more rounded in the sticks, but definitely a much more visually uh, similar to its predecessor than where the PS5 uh, is going, which is quite a, you know, keeps the same form factor, but it looks quite a bit different. And, and honestly, I'm still glad that, you know, most of my, most of my items I'll be able to use, you know, with the, with the next one, uh, with the Series X. So I know I'll be able to use my headset, which my, the fiance spent $200 on, on it. And I'll be able to use the controllers, all I, all the controllers I have on it. So I won't, you know, if I ever have people over, I'll still be able to play three, four, four players on the same Xbox, thanks to the multitude of controllers I have. Yeah, that is that is a nice feature. Um, you will still be able to use the PS4 controller t- on the PS5 to play your older games, but not the newer ones. Not the newer ones, which I think I think the developers should have the option to opt in for that or not. I mean, uh, if it's not utilizing their features then why not? Like if it's a smaller indie title that doesn't make use of the haptic triggers or the what, the enhanced touchpad or whatever they're doing, then I think that Sony could have been a little bit more consumer friendly there. But for their mm-hmm. first party titles, I get the decision and it is what it is. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for watching or listening to the show today. My name is Wiley Olmstead. I was joined by Kenny and Tyler. Get well, Anthony. We will see everybody next week. Stay level.